Hey everyone, welcome to Therapy Connections, the podcast where real therapists give you the highlights of the things we say in therapy and provide some skills, education, and ideas about how to feel better. This is not a replacement for traditional therapy, but can serve as a tool for refreshing and learning between sessions. Thanks for joining us. I like that one. (laughs) Hello everybody, thank you for joining this episode of Therapy Connections. Um, We're excited to keep talking about anxiety and keep increasing the education and the skills that we have. So um, today we want to talk a little bit about increasing our tolerance of emotions. Um, A lot of times in life you can't always get away from a a stressful situation or an anxious situation. Your only option might be to tolerate it. Um, So when you guys think of increasing tolerance, what do you guys think of? Well, I think that sometimes we want to just jump in and get straight to fixing. Right, Josh? We don't want to get straight into fixing emotions. (laughs) Josh Um, loves sitting and thinking about emotions and feeling. (laughs) So much. No comment. (laughs) You know, but sometimes we want to jump in and get fixing right away. And instead, I think that it's really important for people to understand that before you can fix anything or even work on anything, you have to accept where it is and be able to have a certain level of tolerance for it. You know, um, it's one of those things that you have to work on being able to sit with. Sometimes when I explain this concept to kids or teenagers, I tell them that we almost have to do like emotional weightlifting to help them build up their emotional muscles to be able to handle sitting with bigger things. Now you're speaking Josh's language. (laughs) (laughs) We, so there was a question that was posed um, in one of our team meetings the other day talking about tolerating emotions and I found that it's interesting because there's lots of different ways to tolerate emotions and these guys aren't lying it's not one of my favorite things to do because you often hear of the fight or flight response Uh, I also tend to be a freeze person I think there's a third one in there Um, but there is truth to the fact that sometimes you do just have to experience the emotion and and I have been there too Um, when I think back over you know, my career, and even maybe before being a therapist, there's been times where I've felt really anxious and you can't necessarily do something about it immediately. And so you do have to learn how to sit with them and tolerate with them or tolerate them. Um, the trick is figuring out how to best do that, right? Uh, so I'm curious, what do you guys, what do you guys do? How do you throw that out to some of your clients on how to increase our ability to tolerate that? I would say that I actually have clients lots of times do some exercises, like mental exercises, right? Where we identify a situation or a memory that we have that makes us feel a specific emotion. It doesn't necessarily have to be just an uncomfortable emotion. It could be something that's really positive, really fun. Um, And then we sit and just notice that memory, sit with the feeling of that memory and practice holding on to it. And then we'll take a minute and we'll shift away and we'll go to a different emotion that has a different memory that has a different emotion attached to it and practice sitting with that one. In this way, we learn how to have more control over our emotions because we learn that we actually do have the ability from, to move from one emotion to another emotion. It's just a matter of being able to know how to do that and just practice. Yeah, it sounds kind of like... Uh... I don't know, I think of like ice baths. It seems like it's all the rage right now. I see them all over social media. And 
the first part, whenever you do one of those, is always the worst, right? Because it's such a shock, and you, you build up tolerance the longer you sit in it. So I kind of think, at least in my understanding of what you're saying, it's kind of that same idea. Like, you got to just sit in that emotion and experience it. Because we spend so much time trying to not, trying to avoid, trying to not feel whatever it is. And so it can be beneficial to sit in it for a little while and acclimate your body a little bit and be like, oh, this is okay. I can do this. I like your analogy of an ice bath because I think it's actually quite a bit like that. How often do we feel an emotion and it feels so intense that we just jump right out? You know, it's like, I'm not doing that. And if you could find a way to sit in it a little longer, you would acclimate to it a little bit more, right? Your breathing would return to normal, some of those things. Well, or nearly normal. (laughs) Eventually you recover. I don't know. I remember doing the polar plunge when I was a scout and trying to catch my breath while I'm reciting something was very, very difficult. I'm not sure my breathing got back where it was supposed to have been. <laughs> Although maybe 6 a.m. in the high Uintas wasn't the best time to dunk myself in an ice bath. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, but I think uh, along the lines of what I was thinking about earlier is um, – I think anxiety happens a lot of times when we feel a lack of control and I think there's lots of situations that we can't control as human beings. Just for an example, think relationships. You can't control other people's response in a relationship, right? And so sometimes you have to learn how to sit with it and experience it and tolerate it before you can do something about it, which is apparently my mo or my bread and butter right (laughs) sure so yeah it's important to be able to tolerate so what would you say we talk about practicing tolerating what's what's a good skill that someone could practice by themselves to practice tolerating emotion so i think even just identifying a certain situation or even a memory that brings up an emotion for you and let yourself just sit in it for a few minutes bring it to your mind as vividly as you can sit in the feeling for a minute try not to run away from it and then if you notice that it starts to get a bit intense remind yourself you can shift away from it but do it um you know multiple times maybe not all in a row but over days and weeks so that you get used to tolerating emotions you know people think that they can um numb out specific emotions you know i only want to feel happiness i don't want to feel anxiety but it doesn't work that way you don't get to numb out specific emotions so instead pick emotions from you know several different categories of emotions and and practice sitting with those sit with things that are pleasant sit with things that are unpleasant give yourself a minute to just kind of wash away in it you know and and then you'll be able to build up a better tolerance one of the things that i do and i should specify i don't work a ton with younger kids right? I'll do some teenage work, but mostly with adults and young adults. I'm a big fan of guided imagery. And so the idea behind guided imagery is that somebody helps walk you through some type of image that you can bring up, uh, whether you as the client bring it up or the therapist does. Um, I find in session, if I can create I'll have them come up with an image and then I pull on the five senses surrounding that image. So for example, if somebody tells me that they usually feel relaxed when they're camping, I get that one a fair bit because we have mountains right here, right? Um, Sometimes I'll lower my voice and I'll speak more slowly and then I talk to them about imagine walking down the dirt road or laying in the hammock and the smell 
of the dirt or the pine trees and you might hear the birds and the crickets and feel the sun on your face. So I find that sometimes pulling the five senses allows you to experience something uh, vividly. Now that's obviously a positive experience that we're hoping that you have. Um, but working with adults, I find that that's one that's fairly effective. When I do give them homework to go home and do it with their children or their spouse, I almost inevitably get this look like, are you crazy? I'm not going to go home and like tell my husband to close his eyes and right. <laughs> Imagine he's camping. Yeah. But the interesting thing is if they will have somebody from their family do it for them, I think it can be very effective too. Yeah. I, whenever I ask clients to do something similar, I think sometimes it can conf- almost feel like a fall into that same category as meditation where no one really knows where to start and when to stop and things like that. So even um, I tell people to set a timer. Yeah. Give yourself <clears throat> one minute of doing that back and forth with your emotions or some guided imagery or something. And after you're done with your one minute, you can move on with your day. But keep increasing that tolerance, right? Because then eventually if you can increase your tolerance in that situation, hopefully you can tolerate more than a few minutes of maybe a real life stressful, anxious situation. Totally. And, you know, like we were saying a few minutes ago, this isn't just for emotions you're uncomfortable with. This is actually for some of the emotions you want. Sometimes I will tell my clients, like, look, if I handed you happiness on a plate right now, you wouldn't know what to do with it. Instead, you have to learn how to tolerate being happy. And that has to start somewhere. Maybe it's only a few seconds at a time with some imagery, with a memory, with something that you think might make you feel happy and actually practicing sitting with that emotion so that you can learn how to tolerate it. Being happy isn't something someone can hand you. Instead, it's something that you have to learn how to manage and how to hold on to when it is there. Yeah, and I think along with what you said about not picking and choosing feelings, right? If you want to be able to sit and experience that happiness, you'll probably have to also learn how to sit and experience other big emotions that are maybe less fun. Totally true. You had a really interesting way that I think in lots of ways could be beneficial even for adults, but you were telling us an intervention that you sometimes use with kids in the office. Uh, I'm gonna try doing this with adults, but share how you do it with kids. Yeah, so with kids in my office, I have two separate couches, and I'll tell kids one couch is the couch for our uncomfortable feelings, and the other couch is the couch for our comfortable feelings and we'll practice going and sitting on on one of the couches and feeling those feelings. So maybe we go sit on the uncomfortable couch and practice noticing what it feels like to feel scared. And we'll just visit it for a minute and then when it starts to feel like it's too much, then we switch couches and we go sit back on the comfortable couch again. And it's something that really helps kids to develop their ability to be able to sit with tough emotions. I like that. I, I spent a lot of my life sitting on scary couches. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like it too because it almost gives you like a, a change in really everything, a change in point of view or perspective. You're physically getting up and moving can kind of symbolically represent getting out of that yucky situation. Uh, I'm going to try and get some adults to do that this week. Ask me next week if it went well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, thanks everybody for watching today's episode. Uh, we hope that something was helpful and that, You can go home and practice sitting with some emotions and increase some tolerance for good and bad emotions and uh, just learn to feel what your body wants it to feel. Um, We'll see you guys on the next episode. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Hey, Jaden here. 
Thanks for joining us today. We hope you found something useful in today's episode. If you did and you want to keep up on the content we're going to be making, please subscribe, follow, or leave us a positive review. It helps us a lot. Again, thank you for being here and we'll see you next time.